All right, we're back into it with our panel, Stephen Holliday, David Wills, and Peter Sherman. Topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville, something that's been discussed the last couple of days since yesterday was a day uh, that Marco Muzzo, we know his name because uh, he was uh, found guilty in the killing of four people, the deaths of four people, the Neville Lake family back in 2015, uh, up for parole, day parole and full parole, but both denied yesterday in Gravenhurst uh, based on the fact that the panel, the parole board panel, found that uh, he still didn't understand the nature of uh, drinking uh, responsibly, I guess, when he was asked if he ever binge drank, uh, I guess he said only to excess on birthdays and other festive occasions, or if he still drank, he said it was, you know, uh, one of those things. Now, I guess uh, this is a perception that people who binge drink on those occasions, you know, the rare occasion, don't have a problem with alcohol. The parole board tended to see it in another way. Uh, David, do you think they do? I mean, if somebody, you know, goes off the uh, rails maybe four or five times a year, is that an alcohol problem? I think the question really is whether your alcohol consumption harms others. And, you know, maybe one thing that, yeah, maybe you have a bunch of beers and you take uh, an Uber home and everything's fine and that you're jolly and that you're not insulting and other things. But, you know, he made a really bad decision. It's very likely that he's made that bad decision more than once, but this one had catastrophic, unforgivable results. So I think there is a difference between somebody, you know, those of us who've had a few too many here and there. The question really is, is, is you know, that's the thing about alcoholism. Is your alcohol consumption harming others in any way? And he doesn't get that. All right. Or doesn't know if it is or not. Uh, Stephen, your thoughts on that? I mean, if somebody does tend to go into, you know, uh, that blackout phase or whatever, they is that an alcohol problem? Well, it's about time and place. And there's a big difference between, you know, a 19-year-old university student, uh, you know, having a few parties. Uh, and many of us were there at some station in our life. But um, in your 30s, and in my case, in my 40s, there isn't time to be going out binge drinking. Uh, and if I was, that starts to aim to be a problem. I've got responsibilities as a parent, uh, as a city councillor, you know, uh, life around me. And, uh, you know, if uh, you're going out there and getting plastered or using drugs to the point that it's excess, then you have to start to evaluate if it's a problem. And it really becomes a problem if you're leaving the house and getting behind the wheel of a car or getting involved in other things where the alcohol getting is getting in the way. It's not about sitting at the dock at the cottage and having an extra beer. It's, um, it's, it's uh, you know, going out in the world uh, intoxicated, and then you have the results that we've got here. Peter Sherman, I've got to ask you, too, uh, about this. The parole hearing found out, uh, I guess, uh, a little late, or at least uh, the people responsible for his case management, that he had an incident in 2012 that involved uh, a fight with a bouncer at a strip club, and then he tried to kick out the windows in the police cruiser. Uh, that was only something that surfaced late in the proceeding, but more to the point, uh, the panel also said uh, it appeared that police officers had reduced several of his speeding tickets, meaning he'd never have received demerit points or lost his license. As a result, the panel said, Muzzo never faced consequences that might have changed his behavior or attitude toward driving. And I'm wondering then, does that mean the police, in cutting him some slack, somebody said it's not the police so much, it's the Crown Attorney when it comes to that. Are they enablers of a fashion that, you know, this just allowed? I think there were eight speeding tickets in all that might have been reduced. Uh, is that problematic? I think it is. I, I You know, I've, I've uh, gotten my 
fair share of speeding tickets. I mean, it's not one a week or even one a year, but I've gotten them. And they send you to the crime prosecutor, and uh, they'll negotiate with you a little bit, but not a lot. And I've taken my licks, which include points, and in one case included uh, having my insurance rates up. Why didn't it happen to him? I could speculate. You know, I don't come from uh, a multi-multi-millionaire family. I'm not saying anybody was paid off, but uh, the Muzo name is a big name up in Vaughan, and, and that's where most of this stuff happened. That's number one. And and then there's this whole other question. Uh, if indeed there was this incident with the bouncer and trying to kick out the windows of a police car, why is this surfacing now, and did it not surface at the trial? Why didn't we know that about him? Look, I, I think everybody who uh, takes a drink now and then, that includes me, probably includes everybody on the panel, uh, has had a situation where uh, we have one too many. Binge drinking? I don't know if I've ever binge drink, uh, binge drunk, but uh, if I have, it would have to have been uh, at university level, and I'm not sure it was then. The description of this guy's condition was they got him out of the car after this um, this T-bone where all these poor people were killed. He couldn't stand on his own two feet, and he had urinated himself. Has anybody on this panel ever been that drunk? I haven't. Well, yeah, his claim was that it was a state of shock, or at least his defense was offering that, But uh, and so I don't know. But nonetheless, uh, when you get into that kind of condition, just to uh, verify, in 2012, there was an incident that saw him charged with public intoxication after he threatened the bouncer at the strip club, tried to kick out the windows of a police cruiser after his arrest. Uh, there's a pattern here, I guess, that's being formed in the public's perception, and if you've got the cops or a crown attorney reducing that. I mean, I know we'd all like to catch a break, you know, not have to suffer the demerit points, hike in insurance, maybe loss of license, you know, ultimately. But is that somewhere counterproductive in the grand sweep of things where this guy, because a panel pointed out, David Wills, that uh, these would have been breaks on this uh, irresponsible behavior and maybe it never would have gotten to this point, the tragic outcome. Uh, so what do you say? People in the public service, are they enablers? Well, I think we could, we, you know, when we look in the rearview mirror in hindsight, we could say yes. But I think at the same time, we do want those people to have discretion at their disposal. I think it added up in this case. And if we look at it after the fact, then yeah, maybe it was there. And as Peter said, you know, maybe maybe his name held some sway in that community that um, that isn't fair. Uh, I do think that those decisions are, are not made lightly by police officers or by the Crown. Uh, you know, I've gotten a speeding ticket and, you know, the, it was very close and the cop put it down a couple of miles an hour so that I, you know, to, to save me the points. And it was a discretion because he didn't feel that I was a big threat or whatever it was. Uh, and I think that that type of discretion needs to be out there. I think in the case you're talking about is that he goes and fights them and that maybe the system is set up that it allows for a little bit of give and take just to move things along. Yeah, but if and, you've got a, a habitual pattern here, like yeah. eight different occasions, you might start saying to yourself, hang on just a second. <laughs> the, the one, you know, with kicking out the, you know, the window of a police car, I'm pretty sure that none of us around this panel have ever done that. And I think that's pretty serious and that should be there. But I, I think part of it, it didn't come out to us before because he did plead no contest. Right. So there wasn't, you know, the days and days and days of testimony kind of thing. All right. I want to come back. There's another fascinating story out of California. It involves discretion and a teacher who wasn't that discreet. Uh, whether or not he's got your support, we'll find out from the panel. David Wills, Peter Sherman, Stephen Holiday in a moment on The Oakley Show. Global News Radio 640 Toronto.